episode 101 of the State of the Old Republic podcast was originally recorded on eh, a date I'm too embarrassed to say. It's the State of the Old Republic podcast. Onslaught Phase 2 is currently on the PTS. It features the new operation of Duxin. I had a chance to tackle it with a few friends. One of them is here to talk about that and everything about the new expansion. Also this week, well, actually, that's pretty much it, but we do cover a lot, I promise. And with that, it's time to make the jump to light speed and cue the moron. Welcome to episode 101 of the State of the Old Republic podcast. I'm your host, Ted, and as you heard in the opening, I have another great show lined up for you today. Well, recently, BioWare announced that Onslaught, the next expansion for Star Wars The Old Republic, will release on October 22nd. Although that's almost two months out, you can play parts of the expansion right now. You just need an active subscription and the public test server client installed on your computer. Recently, a handful of us got together on the PTS to run the new operation on Duxin. Joining me to talk about that and all things Onslaught is Marcus from the Working Class Nerds podcast. Marcus, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me back. And just for the record, I'm glad episode 101 is real. Yeah, oh, it's totally real. And, you know, that's right. So last week or last week, well, three weeks ago, last month, I guess, I did... uh, (laughs) Do episode 100, which was a big milestone, and now here I am with episode 101, which more or less coincides with basically the third year anniversary of this podcast. So yeah, I just wow, congratulations year milestone um, at the end of August there. Yeah, time flies. Can't believe it. Can't believe it. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, man. Congratulations. Three years is no joke. And getting to that point, you know, whether you're doing it once a week, once every two weeks, or once a month, whatever it is, still continuing something for three years is a milestone in itself and i'm tipping my cat cap to you and you can't even see it (laughs) well thank you for that and thank you for 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 coming on the show and thanks to everyone out there who's listened to each and every episode and continues to continues to support the show like i said i i really do uh, appreciate that very much all right well now i definitely want to talk about our time in duxon but before we go there i want to talk about the spoils of war which is the new gearing system for the expansion. And I want to get into everything, you know, the amount of gear, the different stats and bonuses, the complexity of it all. So I'll just ask you straight up, what are your thoughts? Are you excited, scared? Do you think this is going to be good? Um, I'm glad you had a few options there. I'm scared. The idea of it is good. I'm scared because of how much work it's going to be to successfully do it. Um, what I mean by that is they're going to give you so much gear and so much of it isn't going to be what you need that you're going to be spending a lot of time at a vendor just getting rid of that inventory space to be well, able that, to go and do something else. 
Yeah, and let's talk about that vendor. I mean, the vendor um, which they announced on uh, a, a live stream. So this is a little bit spoilery. I um, apologize if I'm catching you guys by surprise. But uh, Kai Zyken is going to make his return to the game, and he is going to be setting up basically a, a store on the fleet where he's going to sell us really good versions uh, of the gear. I don't know if he's going to have like a, the, the best gear in the game, but he's going to have some pretty much what a pretty solid inventory of gear and that you know we're going to be able to deconstruct a lot of the gear that we we earn whether it's from bosses or wherever we get it and that's going to turn into uh currency what is it called tech parts or tech parts or uh, it's tech parts but as we all know it's chuck bucks yeah chuck bucks is like the unofficial term and the the far (laughs) superior term by the way (laughs) for that currency so it, it, the way uh, the way I've seen it work is we're going to run something. You're going to get gear or a box, and that's going to open, and you're going to open it, and you're going to say, okay, I don't need this green piece of 270 gear. So you're going to go see Kai Zyken. He's going to deconstruct it. You're going to get Chuck Bucks, which is now tech parts. And once those build up, then that allows you to purchase the tacticals that you need. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's going to be credits for the uh, actual gear parts. So if you need a chest, you just pay money and you keep getting RNG boxes, which then allows you to keep buying boxes until you get the piece you want. But it's all RNG based. So it, this could be a huge credit sink for us all. It could be a huge credit sink. Again, I mean, the idea is gear is going to be dropping out of the sky. Like, you know, if you run a flashpoint, those bosses are now going to drop gear. If you run an operation, those bosses are now going to drop gear as well. So they they made it seem like you're just going to be getting lots and lots of gear. You you complete your personal conquest for the week. That's going to reward you some some gear. And, of course, Galactic Command is going to be rebranded as Galactic Renown. And you'll continue to do the things that you do today, and you'll get crates there, which may or may not have some gear that you can use, but you're going to get gear from there as well. So it the, sounds like, you know, our inventories are just going to explode <laughs> every night. Oh, no, that, yeah, that's that's the big concern is what your inventory is going to. And if you watched Eric on the live stream, he ran Hammer Station. And when he was running Hammer Station, each boss was dropping a ton of gear and there was a lot of it so yeah and i found that you know some of the gear that dropped you know if i'm playing my marauder i was getting operative gear or tank gear so i think some things still need to be worked out but it's definitely dropping a lot of gear that's a good point too right because i think nowadays the way it's set up today is if you get some something some gear i mean or at least you have an opportunity for well certainly if you get an item out of a crate right it's going to be tailored specifically towards whatever advanced class that you're playing so you're always going to get well you may not need the gear but that piece of gear was going to be you know in my case like i play a, a mercenary as my my main character it was going to be mercenary gear in some fashion and that may not be the case anymore right as you said you might get some operative gear or or, or things that you totally have no use for. Right. The other thing that I noticed out of the gear was some bo- some of the gear that drops isn't moddable, and some of it is, which was 
I'm going to say the word funky because, you know, what if you get a piece of gear that you actually need, but you can't mod it? So does that mean you can't put an augment in it? Which means then that piece of gear isn't worth anything. I'm pretty sure you can always put an augment kit on any piece of gear. Um, but, but to your point, though, I'm not a big fan of gear that you can't mod, where you can't swap out the arm- armorings or enhancements. Um, right. And, and the mods, you know, because, you know, those, that was basically how we upgrade our gear today, right? You know, you, you just find the way you uh, not just upgrade it, but optimize it, right? That's that's the way you kind of min-max your gear was by swapping out right. those mods and enhancements and so forth. So. So having gear that you can't do that with, um, which seems strange if it's a drop. I understand that I believe crafting is the, the gear that you can craft is going to be that way. You'll be able to craft um, gear with a very high item rating on it, but you just won't be moddable in that fashion, which I, I guess I kind of understand because, you know, I guess, you know, it'd be kind of weird perhaps to be able to craft like the absolute best gear in the game. But then again, I don't know how useful that gear will be if you can't mod it. I don't know how, how much people will be chasing that down. Yeah, you know, I well, I think everybody's going to be chasing... Everybody's going to be chasing this no matter what because you're, we're all going to have to get to level 75 and then we're going to have to get to the highest gear rating possible and then we're going to all start working on... I know one of them is the tacticals and the other thing, what's the other one called? Um, so they have tacticals, right? Then you're going to have your set bonuses. Yep. Um, and then, of course, the amplifiers that are going to be on all this gear. That's what I was well. looking for. So, so those three, three, three components. And we can talk about the amplifiers, right? I mean, and to your point about gear that's not moddable, well, you're, I assume you're going to be losing out on some potential amplifiers because the amplifiers will be on the shells, they'll be on the armorings, they'll be on those mods and enhancements as well. So those amplifiers are just going to be all over the the, the freaking place. Um, I think, personally, I think the amplifiers are going to be confusing. Um, but I think for the people who min-max, whether it's PvP or PvE, I think people are going to go crazy for this meta game. And they're going to find out, okay, if I have a plus two mastery in this, in my bracers or in my chest piece, but then put the, you know, plus three endurance in my lightsaber or crit, that's going to give me an extra 25 DPS. But if I switch them, it only gives me an extra seven. I think people are going to go crazy with these amplifiers just to make it so that they're mid-maxing as much as they can get. And here's the thing. And I know Eric and Charles, they, they have stressed this over and over again, that amplifiers are merely a bonus. They're not required uh, to defeat the content in the game, in other words, the content in the game is not tuned around you having these amplifiers. But I'm telling you, I've yet to see an MMO anywhere where, you know, people aren't chasing the absolute best stats and the, and the best gear in the game if it's available uh, to be had. So while, yeah, the, the game may not be designed around these amplifiers, believe me, people are going to be uh, chasing these down. And I said, you know, if you're running veteran mode ops or 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 was it nightmare master mode, whatever it's called and your amplifiers aren't optimized and you're dying a lot. You know, you're probably going to hear about it from your raid group and going to be, you know, 
asked to make sure that everyone in the group is, you know, min-maxed here when it comes to these amplifiers. So I, I wouldn't, I, I, I think calling them optional is, uh, I, I don't buy into that, that they're optional. You know, the fact that they exist and can be used to min-max means that, you know, people will feel obligated to go ahead and do that. I certainly will. Well, yeah, because you're doing hard mode raids and harder content. But if you're just a casual story player and or just, you know, a casual story mode ops player, it's not going to matter as much. But as soon as you get into that harder content, I mean, I'm going to date us back now, Ted. Remember when we were banging our head against Draxus for all that time? Yes. Okay. Think about if we all knew that if we all put these amplifiers in our gear and we would be able to get an extra 10 seconds of DPS back from the boss, you better know we would all be doing it just for that reason. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And maybe it would have saved some time of banging our head against the wall. Yeah. And the thing to understand, too, about the amplifiers is you're going to have the ability to pay credits and essentially re-roll them until you get whatever it is that you need on, on each item. So, you know, that that will most definitely become, a, I think, a credit sink for, for some folks. Um, yeah, and the question with it also, too, they said that uh, some of the amplifiers are only going to drop in certain places, which concerns me a little bit because what if the best amplifier drops in Nightmare Ops only but you don't run Nightmare Ops. But that amplifier is the best one. Remember when they gave us all the lists of what all the amplifiers are going to do for all of our classes? But what if the best one for you is in Nightmare Ops, but you don't run Nightmare Ops? But you can't roll for it because the only way to get it is it drops off, let's say, Tithe in Nightmare. My understanding with the amplifiers was that Certain amplifiers might appear on a shell. Some might only appear on armorings and mods and, and enhancements. I didn't wasn't really aware that some certain amplifiers would only drop from certain modes. Um, I'm not saying that's not correct, but um, yeah, that's interesting because I thought they always sort of said that you know even if you didn't do nightmare, you'd always have the ability to sort of get like the best gear in the game that you wouldn't be locked out based on. Uh, it would be easier to get maybe by running certain types of content or maybe to get it quicker by running certain types of content, but that you would still be able to get it in some fashion. Right. It might be the tacticals that only drop off the hardest boss. I'm not really sure. Honestly, I'm completely lost in <laughs> in in the PTS as well. You know, with the gearing, the gearing droid is bugged. So it's probably not yep. going to get fixed until Tuesday or Wednesday. So I've been picking up the, what is it, 270 gear? Mm -hmm. 270 green gear, and I feel like I'm underpowered in comparison to my 252, 258 gear. But you have to pick up the 270 gear in order to start to get 272 gear in the drops. So it's kind of one of those things where, like, you almost have to undergear yourself with the 270s to be able to get to closer to the best in slot gear later. Right, and that's that's one of the things, right? Um, so the, they've designed the system so that the gear that drops will be based on the gear that you're currently have now, and I assume that's what you have equipped, right? You know, so if your item rating is two seventy, for example, uh, the item rating combined item rating of your equipped gear is two seventy, 
then you're going to get gear that drops, you know, maybe a little higher than that, maybe a little lower than that. You know, there's a range of gear that you're going to get versus if you're in 252 gear, running the same content will get you lower, better gear, but still lower than perhaps 270, for example. But Which, either way, I think, I think we're going to have a lot of fun with this. I think, I think it's going to be a lot of fun too, but you know, you know, and, and just that system alone makes me wonder though, does that mean if I run story mode operations, am I going to be getting the same gear or same type of gear that I'm going to be getting out of nightmare? And, and you know, certainly the, I guess the item rating of the gear would be comparable, but as you said, maybe there's better items that are just going to drop out of nightmare. Like you said, maybe those best tacticals will drop out of the nightmare, but if a mode and maybe that'll be what distinguishes you know running story mode say from nightmare mode uh, yeah i'm so confused on this to be honest because the way i understood the last stream and the one before that when eric and charles were discussing it and what matt and eric said on my show that it's all going to be based on what you're wearing. So if you're going into a nightmare raid in 258 gear, you're going to get 270 gear. It's not going to be, it's all going to be based off of what you're wearing in order to get the gear. As far as I understand, it's not, it's not going to be like you go beat nightmare dread fortress right now. You're going to get 248 gear. You're going to be getting whatever is closest to what you're wearing. That's the way I understood and that's the way I understand it too, which is say, well, you know, if you're just trying to gear up, you might want to run, run a bunch of story mode ops, for example, just right. to try and get more and more, more gear, more gear. And if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe they said too, that story mode is no longer going to have a weekly lockout. So you can just run that all night if you wanted to. Which I think is really good. I think story mode ops shouldn't have a lockout because you should be able to just keep running something over and over because you know think about i know i i know myself i really play a lot of ops and if i i'm bored and you know i'm my team isn't running or anything my teams aren't running why not do a story mode op just for the fun of it because that's the content that i enjoy and be able to do anyone you want not just whatever the group finder is yeah no i agree with that and i always feel felt like story mode should be Fairly straightforward, right? It's something where eight random people could get together and get through it without too much difficulty, right? You didn't have to worry about communicating, focus too much on mechanics. It's really there so you can kind of experience the operation, see whatever story is related to that. Um, you know, I always felt like that was the thing for for, for story mode. Of course, now with the, with the gear changes, you know, you just make it, is it going to be too too easy a source of of good gear at this point, but, but I like well, the idea of story mode being, you know, something that's very puggable. So this brings me to my question to you now. Do you feel as if they should make story mode easier? I think it should be, it depends. I mean, that, so at least at this point in the current version of the game, not all ops are created equal at this point. So, some story modes, I think, are fine or very easy. I think uh, one like uh, EV, for example, I think is a, is a pretty straightforward and, and pretty 
pretty easy story mode. Um, I thought that Gods from the Machine was a was a bigger step up, and that was very hard to do without an organized group, you know, on voice chat and communicating and and going over strategy. So I'm fine with story mode being easy. I mean, they've got two other difficulty modes in veteran and master. And if they want to make it so those are challenging, I mean, I I would agree absolutely that the veteran mode should be something where you need uh, a solid group of people who understand the basics of operations, who understand, who know the mechanics of the fights and, you know, who can, uh, you know, communicate on voice chat of, you know, and talk about what the strategy is going to be and so forth. and, and, And same with nightmare mode. I think those two should be designed around that and, you know, the nightmare mode should be harder and have different mechanics to the point where it almost seems like a different fight than what you would experience in, in the, the master mode or veteran mode, whatever they're called. These names, by the way, they're, they're, <laughs> I can't get over the old names and I can't get used to the new names and I just mix and match them incorrectly all the time now. So on Working Class Nerds, they actually said in all of their programs, all of them, it still says hard mode and nightmare mode. That's what it says on Bioware's end. So uh-huh. they're having the right? same problems that yeah. we are when we explain it. But to what you said, the concern I have with them making story mode easier is, okay, you're a story mode team. You've beaten all 11, well, soon to be 11 operations on story mode. You're like, let's go to hard mode. You beat EV and KP. You're like, okay, that was... That was a little harder, but it's not that bad. And then you go to Terror from Beyond or Explosive Conflict and you hit your head against a wall because there's no forgiving from that jump from story mode. Now, if they make it easier, it's going to be even more of a jump to hard mode. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, you know, this is such a a different game than other MMOs out there where they're, they're, they're introducing new raids all the time. So every yeah. expansion, they have three or four new raids, and they just let the old ones die. This is sort of a, a unique situation where they try and make the existing content just relevant at max level. Yet, they're not all created equal, as you, as we saw with Gods from the Machine. That was a really challenging operation. I mean, and I'm not even sure what the, the actual ranking is today, but I'm pretty sure the ranking in terms of difficulty does not match the order that they were released I, I would agree to that. The The one thing I'll say is, you you know, I know World of Warcraft and even Final Fantasy XIV, they're coming out with multiple raids all the time. I just think it's, we get them, they're trying to make them all level synced and, uh, you know, relevant because there's only 11 of them. And I, I can't even, I, I don't even know how many, how many raids are there in World of Warcraft? You know, where they're I coming out with the a new one every that. three. I, I, I don't know, but every expansion usually has three or four new ones, I'd say. Yeah, so, Seems you know, so ML. they're constantly making it the raids, you know, new gear, new tier, new gear, new mm-hmm. tier. So, you know, there's so many of them that they can't worry about the old ones because they're keep pumping through new ones. But at the same time, if you're one of those players in those games, how cool would it be to go back to whatever their EV is yeah, and be at level with it and do it again because it was so much fun because pretty much as soon as they beat a raid and they beat them on all the tiers or whatever tier they can get to, 
they're done. They don't go back. Moving on. You yeah, no, I mean? they don't. Yeah, no, they don't. I mean, I think they've tried that with a few where they've 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 done that, but it's not not it's it's not a main feature of that game. And so, like I said, once they come up with a new expansion, or even not even a new expansion, but like a new tier of gear, you overpower that old raid, and it just becomes it's not fun to run. Um, you know, maybe you'll go back and run it on the highest difficulty once you really overpower it but you know still within that same expansion but once you get beyond that you know it just they just sort of die they become soloable and that's what people do people go solo them to get whatever mounts dropped or things things of that nature i kind of like the idea that you can go back and run ev or kp um and have it be challenging or difficult right that you're just and fun and fun too exactly i thought i always thought ev was always one of my favorite uh operations of the game. I thought that was a very good first um, operation for the game. And I, I thought it had a nice progression to it. I thought Soa was a very good boss. It was a pretty good, challenging enough end boss. Um, you know, I kind of like that, those collapsing platforms and bridges that made it a little bit of challenge to it as well. And I just thought that was a very good encounter and still do. I still enjoy running that, that, that operation. And I still like going after Karaga because, you know, there's always somebody or an alt that needs the hat. Yeah, right, right. But you talked with, with Matt about this, and well, I'll ask you about this, because I know one of the things they had mentioned, I believe, is that they were trying to do apply the level sync to these old operations so that when you went into EVE or KP or Terra from Beyond, you were basically going to get squished down to the level uh, that that operation was designed around. Uh, essentially, they were going to nerf your, your character, and then you were just going to fight it as if you were level 50 again, for example, with uh, Eternity Vault. Is that that is that what they're planning to do? Yeah, and so if they can tune it correctly, Ted, I think it's a great idea. Because let's say, let's, let's talk EV. So they gear it towards, you know, level 50. So that means we're going to go from doing... 9,000 DPS to 1,500 DPS, right? But here's the thing that I like is once that's tuned, it doesn't matter what gear rating you go to, it's forever tuned. So does that mean they're going to have more time to do new ops or more time to invest in other things? So uh, my my point is it's it could be great for us because you have all these ops that are level synced and no matter we could go to level 100 and it doesn't matter because you'll always be tuned back to that original level of the op now on the flip side of that yes the flip side that's that's where yes let's talk about that (laughs) i think in phase three of the pts they're going to put the level sync into the ops which will be good because then you know, Death Star Troopers could go for a night and go do EV just to see EV hard mode or even Dread Fortress and see what, how hard it is at their level sync to see because we know because we've done it so many times. Yep. But the other thing that I'm worried about is are they going to make a toggle for the parsing droid? So, so many of us go to our ships or go to the Rishi Stronghold, spend 10 minutes in front of a dummy, 
to see where our rotation is and see where our, our DPS numbers are, right? And so if we go to a dummy and we're doing 15,000 DPS, are they going to have a chart for us to show, okay, 15,000 15, DPS equals 2,100 DPS in EV and 2,200 in Dread Fortress? Or are they going to have a toggle for the parsing droid that you can set it to whatever op you're going to so it, like, bring level sinks you down? That's something that I'm really... It sounds crazy that I'm actually complaining about this, but I'm actually worried about it because I know that DPS matters. And if you hit an rage timer over and over and over, but you don't know what the... If you're doing enough, enough DPS... How are you going to know? Because you're like, okay, we're all doing 1,500. It's not enough. We need 1,700 each or something like that. That's well, And that's it. Go ahead. I say, that's, a, that's a good point in, you know, having that ability to um, shift down the level of, of the target dummy so you can see what you're doing. I think it's a great idea and probably something that they need to, to look at. But to your point, though, let's just say you're not cranking out enough DPS and you're falling short. What's the solution to that? You can't go out. I don't think it's not like you can go out and get more farm, more gear and boost up your stats because every time you go in there, you're getting nerfed down to this level. I assume there's sort of like a ceiling with where you're at. And I just feel like either you're going to be you're skilled enough to defeat it or you're not. Right. I mean, where do you where do you find that damage or that healing that, that's needed? And that's and that's a concern for the level sink. So maybe I don't know what they're going to do um, to make sure it's right. I mean, I guess we'll find out once they release it to on October 22nd or whenever we can that next Sunday, we can get into an operation after we all finish the story because I'm imagining that it's going to need tuning. Um, you know, some people, you know, might not want to go on the PTS and test Dread Fortress they're going to be like, why would I, we test that when mm-hmm. we're going to Duxon or something like that? So it's, I'm, ex- it's exciting. It's scary. Uh, we have to put our faith into Matt and his <laughs> crazy mathematics. Yeah, I, I mean, but I, I think what you said before. Yeah, once they get it right, then they probably don't have to touch it every time they increase add a new tier of gear or increase the level cap. They probably don't have to worry about that content at all because you just go run it again and you get squished down to whatever the ideal numbers are. And that's it. That's that. Nothing, nothing really changes unless, I mean, I don't know what the impact, I assume your tacticals and your set bonuses and maybe the amplifiers will have some impact against that. I don't know if they said anything about that, how that, will impact going back and running those old raids. But, you know, I, I, like I said, once you're, they're nerfing you down there. So once you're nerfed, you're nerfed. And you don't want it to be too easy, but you don't want it to be so hard that people can't get through it. Because once you're stuck, I just don't see a way out of it, at least not through gear. <laughs> you just have to learn to play, I guess. Right. I, I think you're right. I think it's I think it's going to take some time for them to figure it out. I think once this thing gets started... You know, we all have to be patient Mm -hmm. and let them tune it. You know, 
but it then brings to the next thing is what are they going to do with, you know, the hardest content or even PVP because, you know, they're going to put everybody at max level of PVP, but you know, with all these tacticals and everything else, people are going to be all over the map, really strong. They've got a really hard balance system ahead of them. Well, they, they do have a hard balancing. Remember with all this gear too, right now, before they just had to balance around, um, that's what a set bonus for each advanced class or, or, or maybe even within right. the disciplines within an advanced class. It was a small, relatively, I would say a ma- very manageable number of set bonuses. Now they're just introducing set bonuses left and right. And they've already said that they expect some things to be um, imbalanced and that they're probably okay with that because the solution may not be to spend time balancing it or nerf certain ones. It'll be to introduce more gear at a later point with new new set bonuses that we might want to chase down that could be better than the than the last so i think you know they've, they've talked about it being this wild wild west when it comes to this kind of gear so i think it will be sort of nuts it'll be fun but it'll be kind of crazy too like we, we you know we won't know what's going to happen until we really see it in action i can't agree with you more which which sort of gets into a little bit of like this idea of best in slot and uh, one of my concerns is will this become like this what i call the theory crafting expansion uh, where we're just going to have to sit there and figure out what exactly is the best you know kit for us but you know let's say for the the, the mercenary like oh, i'm arsenal merc is my, my preferred one you know what's going to be the best in slot gear for that for people who play that advanced class and that discipline and do the tools exist to determine that for, for everyone? Or is this just going to be, I don't know, sort of a throwing darts a little bit to try and figure out what exactly is the best in slot gear to get? It's going to be, uh, it's going to be really fun during this process to figure out what the best of the best is. Cause the real question is what is binding best in slot gear? What is it? Cause we, you know, for me, I, I can't even tell you because no longer is it the highest gear rating. Right? It's not the highest gear rating and it's not even just a matter of, you know, right? Before it was the highest gear rating and then you just looked at your different stats, the mastery, the alacrity, the crit. You know, you figured out how did you get to the your your the accuracy cap and then you, you, you manage things around that. And now it's going to be, you're going to have that. You'll still have that. But now it's going to be so much more because you're going to be these tacticals, which will impact abilities. And even though the idea is that, oh, maybe if you like AOE, for example, you'll find tacticals that buff your AOE abilities. And maybe you'll find set bonuses that synergize with those tacticals. And so you'll become an AOE monster. But that may not be the best. That may not be like the, the highest damage output for like for a damage dealer. There may be there may be some other combination that, you know gives you the highest possible damage for a given situation. I think, I think it's going to be hard to figure out. Yeah, it's definitely going to be challenging. It's definitely going to be many nights of all of us talking about it during our raids going, what did, did you guys try this tactical? Yeah, it was good, <laughs> but if you mix it with this one and bringing it to the, um, uh, what is it, the, uh, the set bonuses, sorry. So there's a two-piece, a four-piece, and then the seven-piece. What right. if the two-piece and the four-piece are the best set bonus to have? And it might Mix be. That together. might be the case. Yeah. Yeah. That might be. You know, you're certainly going to have 
com- you may have be able to mix and match and have those combinations. And then there's also going to be set bonuses that are specific to your advanced class. And then there's some that I think are more generic. Um, I remember when I was looking at it, um, whatever they were doing, PTS phase 1.5, and they actually had vendors that were selling gear with set bonuses. I didn't have a, a lot of time to spend on this, but when I was, I noticed the more um, generic set bonuses, the ones that weren't tied to an advanced class were pretty straightforward. There were things like, oh, you know, straight up 5% increase uh, in, in damage, for example, I think was one of them, or maybe increase the amount of healing you could do or healing received. And those set bonuses were kind of boring because in a sense they were more passive, but they were also very easy to understand. Like that's very easy for someone to figure out like, oh, 5% increased damage. I get that. That's, I just slap this on and I'm doing more damage no matter how good or bad I am, right? Now that, so that, something that that's pretty straightforward, but you know, how do you compare the benefit of that to say some tech from other set bonus that, you know, enhances, uh, abilities that you have. So I think it's going to be kind of hard to figure all that out this this time around. I, I can't agree with you more. I mean, I World really of Warcraft can't. has, you know, the community out there has built tools. Like there's a tool called SimCraft and you can just, you know, they've got all the loot tables and all the gear and you just plug in some stuff and mix and match and it just sort of spits out, your, you know, your theoretical best possible combination of stuff. I don't know that we have something like that. For Star Wars, either. the Old Republic. Um, not that I'm aware of. Maybe, maybe someone will, <laughs> you know, decide to try to do something like that. I, I, I don't know, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And then if you know, Bioware introduces new gear here and there, and just keeps moving the goalposts, if you will, then you know, it may not be worth it to truly figure out. It may not right. be possible to truly figure it out with with what we have what we have today. And you know, talking about the gear, right? What do you know? Will the crafted gear be worth chasing? You know, if, if you're a crafter and I'm not, hey, Ted, can you make me a chess piece? Okay, you need all this. But is that going to – is the gear going to be good enough as crafted I, or is or am I going to have to get it out of the RNG of the game? See, I think you're ultimately going to want to get it out of the RNG of the game that maybe and – it, and it all comes down to – how expensive is it to craft this stuff? I mean, in the past, some of that, the higher level gear has always required special materials that were hard to get. And so people selling that stuff on the GTN, it was, you know, selling for millions and millions of credits. I never felt like it was worth spending money on it myself because it was something that I could get elsewhere or and it was just going to become obsolete someday anyway. It was just I felt like I'd be throwing credits down the drain. Now, if they make it a little bit easier to craft, so it's not, you know, super expensive, then you might want to get it to fill in a slot or two until you get what you really want. Because my understanding is that crafted gear, you're not going to be able to, it it can have that best item rating in the game, but you can't mod it. So the stats are going to be fixed. So there's, you know, limited value there. Sure. So if the crafting materials aren't outrageous and the cost to make it isn't outrageous, then, you know, yeah, then I think it might be a way to supplement what you have while you're trying to get what you really want. But I don't know that in and of itself. It's a great It'll point. ever be like the best, best piece ever to get in the game. Well, that covers all we wanted to talk about with gear. I would remind everyone that these changes are not live. They are in testing and all of it is subject to change. 
So if you don't like something, hop on the PTS and give it a look or head to the feedback forums and let Bioware know what you think. And with that, it's now time to head to Duxon. Duxin is the new operation coming in Onslaught. It's available right now on the PTS if you want to give it a try. Marcus, you and I had a chance to go in there with a group of friends the other night and give it a first look. What did you like most about going into Duxin for the very first time? I'm excited just because going into a boss, uh, I mean, going into an operation that nobody knows anything. Nobody. So it's not just you that has never done it. Nobody does. And you pull that boss for the first time and everybody right before it goes, you know, shrugs their shoulders and, well, what are we going to do? And everybody at the same time behind their mics are going, I don't know. You know what I mean? Because you you really don't know. You're looking around at the area going, okay, there's a cliff over there, but where, you know, where is that? What are we going to do? And then you learn something, uh, you know, you learn something new every pull. So it's really fun. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, yeah, so we were in that, that first boss, I think, was like uh, called Red, maybe. I think that was the name of him. And it was just sort of like a lizard-like looking creature. And we got there. And and, and what was really fun was Matt Pusevich was there in our raid. Now, he wasn't running the op with us, but he had a little, car- tiny little character running around. And he was kind of stealthing and just watching us, probably laughing his butt off, enjoying watching us die. <laughs> on several pulls as, as we as we went and did it. But but that was kind of fun to see him there kind of lurking about. But as you said, you know, we pulled the boss and weren't sure what to do. And then, you know, after the first pull, say, someone would say, hey, you know, I noticed there was a, a plant kind of glowing in, on the side there. It looked like you could click on it. Maybe that has something to do with it. And, you know, and slowly but surely, we started to figure out that, that first fight. And I'd say, what, three or four pulls? We actually yeah. downed the first boss. So that was kind of cool. Didn't have any loot. They didn't set up the loot yet. I was just a little disappointing because part of the whole purpose of this particular phase was loot acquisition. So it would have been nice to have seen kind of what the loot was going to look like. But they haven't hooked that up yet for, for Duxin. Right. I It was really fun. My, I, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but there's something that can kill you just in the environment. Yes. So just be careful while you're driving your uh, speeder or your mount around. <laughs> be careful because you will die. Yes, yes. Not, I wouldn't quite call it like a like the bridge boss, and as it were, in uh, yeah. scum and villainy, but something along those lines. That, you know, it has that puzzle-like quality to it, where you have to figure something, figure it out. There was other cool things too. I mean, there was um, interesting trash. I could say there was an. I mean, it wasn't a boss encounter, but there was like an a, a, essentially a trash encounter, um, which really felt like a a boss boss fight where just this sort of giant gauntlet of endless spawning trash, um, which we kind of got through, and then it was even like more it became more of a puzzle to get through it. So they've really done you know a lot with the. You know, everyone hates trash. I hate doing trash, but I, I hate it when it's just mindless AOE pulls and you're just mowing down 
these mobs and there's not much to it when they do things like a like that gauntlet scenario or they 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 put some thought behind it um then it feels more like a a boss encounter it's a nice change of pace so i kind of like what the direction they're headed and i can't wait to go back in there and hopefully see the rest of it before it goes live yeah well i i'm excited i'm excited to see more of it i'm excited to see the gear drops in it and we probably that it probably is not going to be fixed until tuesday or wednesday the op is beautiful it's fun Mm -hmm. it's got a puzzle so far there's things that can kill you um zerka is definitely uh at it again and you know, oh, and by, Zer- you know what it and by Zerka, we, I'm saying by Zerka, we mean Matt. Really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, the whole theme of it, you know what it reminds me of is Jurassic Park. It does. It does have a Jurassic Park vibe to it. I, yeah. would, I, I would I would agree with that. Right. You know, I'm not saying there's I haven't seen any dinosaur mobs per se. Are there are a few few lizard like creatures. But, yes, it does have a, a Jurassic Park feel to it, you know. Uh, sure. Zoo zoo creatures run amok. <laughs> so it's it's a fun op, yeah. So we'll look forward to do running tackling it here in just just a few minutes when we're done. Um, and yeah, and I, as you said, I look forward to we talking about this before the show. We're doing it on story mode right now, um, which is nice because you kind of get boosted up, so you don't really need to worry about having the gear at this moment to go through it, which helps. Um, but l- viewing it this in in hard mode or. Is it master mode, master mode, veteran, veteran mode? Veteran mode. <laughs> Just call it hard mode. <laughs> call it hard mode. Getting, getting this. I'm, that's where I'm really looking forward to getting, getting the group together, and and running this thing in hard mode, um, and and trying to get through it. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, maybe we'll progress to nightmare mode. Who knows? You never know. Hmm. But I say, other than that, like you know, if you are a subscriber, um, you can, like I said, play these changes on the PTS. So you should definitely, I definitely encourage you to download the client and at least transfer your character over to the PTS and, and check it out. It's it is a little confusing. I mean, there's no story on there. Um, they did release Onderon. You can go visit that planet, um, and there's some daily missions there which I haven't had a chance to run. I did sort of do a little bit of exploring on Onderon, and like I said, there. Their world building has just improved a ton, really, with um, going back to Umbara and Capero and Nathema and Odessa and all those places look great. And they just keep getting better and better. Osis as well. Um, yeah, I agree. Osis is beautiful. Yeah, I mean, Osis I- is a great, great world. That, that I, I really like that. So much better than what they did with Iocath, too, in terms of a, a daily area as well. Sure. Uh what about you know? What about the mic drop that they uh, said? You know, originally the Nautilins were coming as a subscriber reward for Onslaught, but now if you're oh, actually from now, if you're a subscriber from now until the time Onslaught comes out, you get your Nautilin character free. Yeah, I think that's great. I'm looking for it. I'll definitely make one of those. And I, I, you know, they, I, I thought they said in the live stream that they weren't going to be available on the PTS, but I've seen a number of them running around. So it looks like that's something, I don't know how people are unlocking them or, or what the deal is with that. But I have noticed a few of them. I noticed a few Nautilin characters running around on the PTS. So it looks like they're even available to try out there. But yeah, I think that's great. I look forward to that. I'll probably, probably, you know, they're a pretty cool, pretty cool species. I'll make one once the, once it um, releases. Yep, same here. That's what I'll do. And I'll probably just do a level one and level it up in two minutes. And <laughs> There it is. 
and there it'll be. But yeah, so that's one of the cool things. The the new character screen music. They 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 announced this at Star Wars Celebration Chicago, and they played a version of it, which was, I'll be honest with you, I didn't like. It was this it, maybe because there's the audio quality there, but it was this big sort of choral version of the song and they've got a slightly different version of it now without the the, the choral parts of it on and it, it's bottom line is it's great I love it it sounds really nice it's a nice I'm glad that they changed it I didn't like the version they had at Star Wars Celebration but I love uh, the version that they're putting out um, with the expansion it sounds very cool it's very nice it's a nice change of pace yeah, it really is. So I'm happy with that. And I hope that's a good sign of, of things to come. You know, I hope, hope to get lots of new music with the story and everything. Look forward to that. No story elements on the PTS, which should come as a surprise to no one that they don't want any of that leaking out and, and spoiling it. So you won't see any of the story there. But as I said, you can go visit Onderon, which looks very cool. It has a very kind of a sort of Middle Eastern Egyptian sort of theme to it stylistically. I like it. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, it's a great way to put it. And then they did. I don't know. This is this is. I was surprised they did this. They kind of showed off a new companion in the live stream. I'm not. And you know, people did see it. If you saw it, you know, you know who it is. I. This almost feels like ultra spoiler to me. What did you think? <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid I didn't mention the name. I, I didn't. You know, I didn't even know. To be honest, um, I didn't even see it. So my kids were running around. You know, because they did it at four o'clock their time which is five o'clock yeah. real world time and that's you know straight family supper and all this stuff and you know i li- was listening to it but i didn't get to see it um you know the new companions to be honest yeah whatever you know the yeah. new companions don't do anything for me i'd really like to see scourge and kira come back personally yeah, so every, everyone would we know I mean, i'm sure charles is i don't know he's probably conditioned at this point right you know like he probably that 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 question doesn't even i'm sure it doesn't even phase him anymore but i'm sure he'll be relieved to never hear it again when scourge and kira come back um, in 6.0 yeah 6.0 i'm pretty sure they're going to come back um like i said yeah they, they, they just they just showed you one of the companions that you'll be able to recruit as part of the story but yeah even though they released it i'll just keep it quiet for now but i'm looking forward to it <laughs> sure one of my favorite character or characters as it were there you go hint hint <laughs> no i hear you well i think that's it for now i i marcus i really appreciate you coming on the show for episode 101 here and talking about the gear changes for for onslaught and the ops changes and and, and ducks and so let's go run some ducks in here and uh, we'll get you back on Again, I think before the expansion releases, as we get into other phases of the PTS. Oh, one final thing I want to mention about the PTS. If you do go on there, there is an achievement. I think you just have to run five uh, group finder activities, whether it's War Zones or Flashpoint or something. You'll get an achievement for that. And then if you run five more, I believe, in phase three, you are going to get some pretty cool rewards. There's some titles that you get for, for phase two. And then if you do phase two and three you will get this cool mount Kai Zykin's uh, log. log. (laughs) It just looks cool. It really, it moves barely. (laughs) Yeah. But it looks fun, you know. So, yeah, I would definitely encourage you guys to, if you're going to be on the PTS, to go on there and get those achievements, which I haven't done yet. So I need to go hurry up and do that before they move on to phase three. So 
I don't know, unless there's any other topics or things you want to bring up, I'd say we call it a show and head on over to Duxon. All right. And uh, thanks so much for having me on the show again. Uh, it's always a pleasure. And um, as everybody knows, so I really wanted to go to Star Wars Celebration. I had tickets. I had a hotel. I had everything I needed to do. And at my own house, I had a real problem happen with my chimney, which was outside my house obviously. And part of it collapsed onto the sidewalk and I needed to have it fixed, which took, I call it the star Wars galaxy funds away from the opportunity for me to go to star Wars celebration. And there was only one thing I wanted at the whole celebration. And it's going to sound ridiculous to everybody listening. It was a Boba Fett coffee mug. Ask me why I wanted it. I don't know. So I'm Ted, uh, a Gildy Corley, Kogus, all tried to get me this mug. But I guess at Star Wars Celebration, the store for all of the factory stuff, I will call it, uh, the Star Wars like official merch uh, was crazy. There was It was hours line, hours to get in. And then... If you actually got in, it was sold out. It was a mess. That's the way I understood it. So later on, there was an email that got sent to all of the Star Wars Celebration uh, pass holders, which I was one of them. And it said, if you know, you can you can buy uh, some of these items that we have left over or we've remade because we understand the store experience was awful. Well. I sold my ticket or pass, we'll call it. And when I did the, I couldn't get the mug. Well, our hero here named Ted ordered me a mug and it is currently in my kitchen and it, I drink coffee out of it every day. And, uh, my daughter, every time she sees it, she says, put captain solo in the cargo hold. And uh, <laughs> I can't thank you enough. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, no, I was glad to be able to do that for you. So, you know, you've, you've helped me out a lot in this game. So got me set up and doing a lot of fun things. And, you know, it was more or less a, a solo act for, for a good part of it. So I, I know I sure. appreciate it. You know, might been well, my no pleasure. problem. My, my turn to repay is when we're going to be at the Star Wars Cantina and I'm going to be able to, uh, pat, you know, say, hey, Ted, what size T-shirt do you wear? Oh, I'll make sure go. I talk to Eric and get you a T-shirt from the cantina. Well, that would be awesome. I would be very because I don't know that I'll make it to the the New York cantina this 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 go around. But uh, yeah, that would be fantastic. Well, thank you for coming on the show, and I'll definitely have you back before Onslaught releases, maybe sometime after Phase Three. In the meantime, I will see you in the Old Republic. Final note for today. Earlier, I mentioned that BioWare created new music for the character selection screen. Well, here's a snippet of it for your listening pleasure.
that's truly great stuff, and I hope there's more great music coming in Onslaught. And that's the state of the Old Republic for today. Let me cut in the sublight engines and cue the music and congratulate you on surviving another hour listening to episode 101 of the State of the Old Republic podcast. I'm your host, Ted, and I thank you for tuning in. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, and Buzzsprout. You can also listen to the show directly from the show's site, which is SOTORpodcast.com. And there is an RSS feed where you can subscribe to the podcast directly. If you have a question for the show, you can email me at sotorpodcast at gmail.com. You can also tweet your questions to at sotorpodcast or send me a direct message. And be sure to follow me on Twitter to get the latest information on the show. Look for episode 102 sometime soon. Until then, remember the Sith Code. Take is alive.